and welcome to Push Start Please. This mini-podcast, if you will, is going to be a not-so-faithful audio version of the article of the same name on my website, Pushstart, please. That's pushstartplease.net, by the way, you get very much welcome to visit. For more uh, details on the blog concept, uh, you can go to my website, or uh, you can wait, and I will eventually, uh, not too long from now, upload an audio version of me talking about my blog concept uh, on this platform. But now, without further ado, I invite you to listen uh, to my thoughts about Remedy's 2010 game, Alan Wake. Sometimes being a bystander to a game developer's reputation and seeing their games come out one after the other without playing them can generate this almost morbid curiosity as to you who are truly missing out. Uh, I'm sure you've all been through that with one developer or the other. This has been my relationship with Remedy's games over the years, ever since Alan Wake was released, uh, and those criticisms have gotten stronger and stronger as their games have evolved into a more cinematic direction, uh, especially with Quantum Break and Control, both of which, by the way, I have not played yet. So with all of that, I decided that it is time that I dive deep into Remedy's small but acclaimed portfolio, uh, and I've decided to start with Alan Wake for two reasons. It was the, the first game since Max Payne, and see, being an horror game, it was right down my alley. Assuming you didn't blindly click into my uh, audio, uh, you might have already been spoiled as to what I think of the game. It's good, but not great. It is one of those games that irks me, uh, because towards the end, and even more in its second DLC, it gets truly creative, and Remedy seems to get what makes the entire concept that they've made interesting, but unfortunately, they don't go in that, into that realm enough and focus on what was, at least to me, uh, the weakest part of the game. However, I prefer to break it down into organized parts, and we're going to review this uh, as if it was a normal game review, and for that reason we're going to start at the beginning, the base game itself. Alan Wake itself isn't only a groundbreaking game. Uh, it is well written, uh, and it draws you in enough that when it's focused on telling you its story, that's when it feels the strongest. The writing is very solid in this game. The game has also a very unique aesthetic uh, to fit its narrative, and the graphics, even in 2010, have not aged that badly, as long as you're not staring too long at certain textures. Admittedly, it is much easier to make a beautiful-looking game when there's not much going on, but I always feel the need to distinguish between aesthetics, the art direction, art style, and the graphics quality of the game, and in both these categories, Alan Wake gets a huge thumbs up. However, my first gripe with this game comes with certain elements of its gameplay and level design. At its core, this is a horror mystery where you're not exactly encouraged to fight every single enemy you come across. It brushes into that survival or territory, which I very much enjoy, but sometimes, even against your will, you won't have a choice. However, aiming and shooting uh, does fill Perfectly fine, enjoyable, and mostly precise. Though I'd have appreciated if headshots were a tad more effective. Uh, the gameplay uh, where it lost me, though, was with Alan's unseen stamina meter. 
You will never be able to run for long and this will frustrate you, maybe more than me depending on what kind of player you are, because you will want to get away from your enemies to reposition during a fight, they will swarm you, that happens, but between getting axes thrown at you and having to dodge melee attackers, you will likely find yourself deeply frustrated at times because you won't feel that it was your fault that you just got killed three times in a row in this minor section of the game. You tried to reposition, but you couldn't. This is no problem when you're fighting around three to four enemies, but when you have to battle hordes and this happens, it will come back to bite you time and time again. And it doesn't exactly feel fair. It also doesn't help that the only way to damage enemies is to point your flashlight at them, to make them vulnerable to damage, which is quite fitting but also a bit annoying when you have to deal with multiple enemies. Uh, this is somewhat lessened when you uh, later in the game get flares and even flashbangs which are very very effective, but it makes combat a little bit awkward when you don't have those tools. Speaking of the flashlight, it has a battery that drains as you use it but recharges when you're not. Uh, but And you can also uh, reload it during a combat sequence. I never came close to running out of batteries on the flashlight, so that's fine. Uh, and the dimming of the light during a fight can actually add a little bit of tension. The last remaining way that you have to get rid of your foes is to run uh, into nearest uh, well-lit spots of the level. But most times you will not even bother considering that Alan's stamina meter to run and get to those spots from where you're fighting is absolutely pathetic. One aspect I feel I should also talk about is the audio, which I find actually to be one of the most important parts of a video game. I should add that by this I mean music and sound effects. I grew up playing video games without voice acting, so while I appreciate what they add to the game, it is not a deal breaker for me. In Alan Wake, sound design is good, but nothing to write home about. I didn't find anything special and there's nothing about it than stuck out to me. The game is very silent, which makes sense considering its genre, but at times I found it to be too silent. Unfortunately, however, uh, and this is, you know, it compounds on what I just said, the music tends to be quite forgettable, uh, with the exception of one track that is a key segment to the, in to the game during uh, episode 4. That was probably the most metal moment of the game, and I mean that quite literally. These criticisms extend to the game's DLC too, so I feel like there's no need to repeat myself when we come into those, so please keep this in mind. As you progress through the game and uncover its admittedly interesting tale of a man trying to uncover the truth of what's happening to him and what happened to his wife, you will find some interesting tidbits of storytelling thrown in, like episodes of a fictional TV show called Night Springs, which are very short, so you should definitely watch them, both homaging and parodying the Twilight Zone of all things, featuring what I can only imagine to be Remedy employees. Uh, yeah, these are live action, so it can the, the acting can be quite cringy. The story itself, the story of the game, not the episodes, has an even pace and builds really well on itself, introducing and building characters that are likable, Barry especially grew in me more and more and more as the game went along, and you want to see them survive and surpass these obstacles that are getting thrown at them. When we get to the last episode of the game, Departure, that's when the gameplay really starts hitting its stride. 
right before the game ends. In Departure, the player gets introduced to a mechanic where Alan has to shoot words to make things appear to help him make his way to where he's going. Being that the protagonist is a writer, and with all the revelations that the story has um, thrown at us up to that point, this makes perfect sense, and it actually makes for some quite enjoyable visual gameplay, in which you are somehow constructing rather than destroying every time you shoot. This was the first time where I was shooting and enjoying myself, and I made it to a point where I went out of my way, you know, to shoot every single word I could find just to see what would happen. I could not tell you my dismay when the realization sank in that I was already about to finish the game. I felt legitimately disappointed, which on second thought might have been the entire purpose of introducing this mechanic towards the end of the game, and disappointment honestly was not something I was expecting to feel about this game because of all the frustration that it had made me go through with, you know, what we talked about earlier. However, considering this game had more content coming my way, and its story ended in a bit of a cliffhanger, um, so the, the last DLC, however, exciting me towards the possibility of more Alan Wake was actually enough to make me jump straight into the DLC as soon as I was finished with the game. And that's what we're going to talk about next, the two special episode DLC that were released after the game was already out. Oh boy, now we come to the signal. The first of the two special episodes. These two special episodes feel like they were made by completely different development teams. The one that made the signal absolutely hates humanity. And the second one actually saw what the rest of the game, including the first DLC, did best and builds upon that. However, let's talk first about the signal. It sucks. It's absolutely terrible, and I'm glad it's no longer than about an hour and a half, if you really suck at it, because it fell three times longer than that. This episode focuses more on what, to me, was the weakest part of the original game, and that's the combat. It just keeps stacking fight upon fight on you, and it will kill you, and it will kill you a lot. It was an absolutely frustrating experience, and I'm glad I didn't put down the game as soon as I finished the, the signal, because that almost happened. As far as the story goes, it is a direct continuation of the cliffhanger at the end of Departure, and delves a bit more into the psyche of Alan Wake and what's happened to him after the end of the main story. It is actually a very interesting deconstruction of the protagonist, and shows you the dark side of Alan Wake. Just like the main story, the signal is competently written and kept me invested enough to want to see its path uh, to the end, and to see the tale that it was weaving into the second DLC, and that's probably the best thing I can say about it. Finally, we come to the last, for real this time, episode, The Rider. In this one, we finally see the end of Alan's journey, but with a caveat. It ends on another cliffhanger. I know. I will be honest. While I understand the need for open endings in media, especially in video games where franchises are bound to get sequelized all the time, I feel that Alan Wake deserved an actual end. An end 
that was not given to him by the writing and that's legitimately disappointing. Just like the previous episodes, the writing is very good, which is why it's ultimately disappointing that the game does not get a proper ending. However, unlike the previous episode, this one left me wanting more. I am tempted to say that it felt too short, but in all honesty, I think that being just as long as the signal was, more or less, the writer focuses on all that was good about the last stretch of the main story and goes above and beyond in allowing you to have fun with that. This episode focuses on the word shooting mechanic that I mentioned earlier, and it is glorious. You can even spawn enemies by shooting certain words, it's amazing. I had a blast with this, but I can also see how making an entire game around this mechanic probably would be at odds with the entire horror mystery premise of the game. And But it does make combat better by creating scenarios where you can use the environment, in this case the words get around you, to turn harder fights into your creative playground. It really is fantastic, and I just wish that the entire Alan Wake experience had more of this and less of that fun, crippling combat that the signal focused so much on. My final verdict is a thumbs up. Alan Wake is fun, but it is an uneven experience. It sometimes shines, and that shine will make you want to see its tail to the end, but as you get an axe thrown at you by the hundredth time, you will sometimes probably feel the need to take breaks and come back to it later. I did that a couple of times. Still, Alan Wake gets my recommendation, and I look forward to playing the next Remedy game on my list, Quantum Break. Thank you for listening to my review of Alan Wake. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. There's more content coming, especially with the quarantine and all, so hopefully you're looking forward to that. If you use the chat function in Anchor, I look forward to hearing from you guys. This is Nunu, signing out. Have a good one.